Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Main Street Veterinary Group, joining us uh, on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And Jane, in all of the papers today, there's the most adorable photographs of uh, eight-year-old lurcher pups. It's a photograph, they're, they're photographs that have been released by the Dogs Trust. I mean, they're just the, the adorable little mm-hmm. uh, puppies, but they're they're releasing them to try and warn people to keep chocolate and Easter eggs away because they can be fatal um, to dogs. And actually, in one of the articles I was reading, they were saying dogs, they've such a keen nose, they'll sniff out if you've hidden them somewhere in a room and the dog is left in that room on their own, a dog will actually sniff out chocolate. They seem to particularly like the smell of chocolate. Mm, uh, They will find it. As you say, they will sniff it out. So it's really best not to take any chances. Just keep it well, well away from them, high up in a cupboard, not in any room where they're ever left unattended. Or even, I suppose, the classic one that we see, maybe more so around Christmas time, is is the box of, I suppose, uh, selection sweets left on the side. And, you know, um, you turn your back for two seconds and the whole thing is gobbled down by the dog, even though they were attended. They are lightning fast and they will sniff these things out. So please just don't take any chances. So chocolate toxicity or chocolate poisoning can unfortunately be fatal in dogs oh. and cats. And it's it's really very serious. So it's important to make sure that they don't have access to any. But if accidents do happen and they happen regularly, it's happened to myself. There's no shame in it. Um, it is really important if you know that your dog or cat has eaten some chocolate to contact your vet ASAP. This is not one to sit on or wait to see if they're OK. It's really best to let them know because normally we have about a two three hour window whilst this chocolate is still in the stomach where we can give them drugs to hopefully decontaminate the stomach and get that chocolate back out again to try and minimise the effects of the chocolate. So it's really one to be super vigilant, try and avoid the problem. But if it does happen, if an accident does happen, just please don't be embarrassed. Contact your vet for help. Yeah. And the other one, if you're like me, a fan of hot cross buns on Good Friday, the, the raisins in the hot cross buns. 
Exactly. Raisins and sultanas are a biggie. Um, so anything in the hot cross buns, I suppose the Easter symbol cake, sometimes they have a little bit of raisins or sultanas in them. They are really dangerous. Um, the interesting thing with sultanas and raisins is for each dog and cat, we don't really know exactly how much is toxic, how much is safe and how much is toxic, because every patient seems to be a little bit different. It's actually a poison that's quite very poorly understood in comparison, let's say, to something like chocolate, where we know exactly what the toxic level is um so i suppose same situation as the chocolate make sure it stays far far away from them if you can but if an accident does happen even if it's only just a few morsels of raisin it is best to let your vet know to discuss it with them and they may need to get you in for for some emergency attention to to help your pet out i suppose with raisins the things that they would normally cause is is a an issue maybe a few days down the line so it would normally be problems with the kidneys and the liver so it can cause irreparable damage so it's really best avoided and i suppose if it does happen managed very quickly by a vet okay um so yeah it's, it's, right. it's a Do dangerous time of year yeah. for the pets to <laughs> be careful okay Eileen Infomoy has what she described as a half Persian cat neutered it's about 12 months old at male constantly cleaning himself now Eileen said she regularly brushes and grooms him but no hairs are coming out why is this cat so obsessed with grooming Okay, so I suppose with a Persian cat, they're usually long haired. Um, they're probably going to be seen to be seen grooming a lot more than, let's say, a short haired moggy. Um, they might have less kind of coat upkeep. Uh, it may just be that this little cat is particularly fastidious about keeping himself clean. Um, some cats are. I think it's a fine line between, well, is where is grooming appropriate and where is it a little bit too much? And normally I would say if it's having a negative effect on the pet, then it's straying into the too much and normally that would manifest as, I suppose, shorter or um, bitten off hairs or bald areas. And actually the most common area with over grooming that we would see would be um, kind of shorter hairs or balder hairs inside the back legs and on the belly, because that's actually the easiest place for them to get to a lot of the time if they're going to do some excessive grooming. Now, excessive grooming can be due to stress and some cats, you know, Cats are not like dogs. Cats, if you move the sofa two inches to the left, they'll find that a stressful event. Some of them will. So, you know, it could be anything that set them off. So, you know, have a think, has anything changed in the house that may have caused your pet to be stressed and caused them to overgroom? And equally, it can be due to itching. So, you know, although cats can scratch with their legs if they are itchy, a lot of their itching is done with licking. So it is important to have a little look at the underlying fur. See, is, you know, does it look red? Does it look irritated? Is there one particular patch that he's always going at? So there are a few things that could be going on here, right from normal, adequate grooming, which could be totally normal for your pet, right up to issues like stress and, and skin issues. So I think keep a little eye on it. Maybe check your, check your pet's skin underneath all of that beautiful Persian fur and just check that it looks like a normal, nice, relaxed, calm colour and not red or itchy or flaky if you do have any concerns or if there's a particular patch that your pet seems to be going at the whole time please just double check it with your vet they'll just assess the skin as a whole and I suppose particularly in these long-haired breeds you know the problem can really hide underneath the surface and be covered up by beautiful beautiful fur on the outside even if there is a skin issue so it's important to double check but is Eileen right to be grooming? She regularly brushes the cat. Is that the right oh, thing yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah um, I would say so. For a long-haired breed, really upkeep of it is absolutely essential because if you don't keep up with it, you will get matting. And a lot of the time, the matting may be quite deep into the fur next to the skin. And, you know, the cat may look absolutely fine from the outside, but the deep layers of their fur are really intensely matted. And that can be very uncomfortable for the pet. It can pull on the skin as they move. It can cause a lot of tension and, and skin damage, essentially. So keeping up 
up with grooming in a particular it's important. long hair breed is absolutely essential. So well okay. done. Okay, hi Jane. Anything? Is there anything I can put on my lawn and my driveway to stop my dogs pooing everywhere? I've tried bleach and vinegar, but it doesn't seem to work. Trying to get them to do their business just in one area of the garden. Oh, that's a bit of a difficult one. There are things that you can get, but over a wide area, they might not be the most feasible. I know there's a few different products that you know are designed to smell really quite pungent, so but are safe for your pet, so that they may just stay away from a certain area. I know there's various brands. One of them is, is called Get Off, um, and they're essentially like gels and crystals that you can put in. Let's say if you had a particular border of plants that you were very fond of that you didn't want them doing their business in, so it was a small contained area. But if it's a big lawn, that's not really very feasible. I would say, look, it depends on how committed you are to your lawn um it may be best to tackle it differently and if you want them to go and do their business in one specific area make it look a little different so if you just want them to go in a corner of the lawn they won't differentiate that from anywhere else on the lawn so maybe if you could even you know corner cordon off a little bit or have a little different texture of the lawn so maybe plant some slightly different grass there so that they know that in their head that's where i meant to do my peas and poos but always when you're taking them outside, you know, they're not going to be inspired. You're going to have to train them into it. So maybe take them out on the lead for a little while to the area you want them to do their business in and walk them around there. And once they do their business in that spot, lots of positive reinforcements of the best boy and girl ever, maybe even a little treat here and there so that they come to associate really strongly that, well, when I do my business in that area, I get a snack or my owner's really happy with me. So although it may be tempting to try and spray the whole place, it, it really may be a better approach in this situation if it's a wide area to try and, you know, positively encourage them to go in a specific area. But best of luck with that one. OK, and Jamie is looking for tips on house training a three month old kitten. Jamie wa- wants to know, does she need to put a cat litter tray in every room? I suppose a cat litter tray in every room would be the absolute ideal. That would be cat heaven, essentially, if they had all of the options in the land. They'd be delighted with themselves. But I would normally say for a litter training, two or three litter trays in the house is fine. That's absolutely grand. The golden rule, particularly if you have a multi-cat household, is at least one more litter tray than the number of cats you have. Because cats don't really like to share, particularly if they're not getting on or if they're having a bit of a cat feud. So they need options. But when you're litter training like that, and let's assume it's the only cat in the household, I'd maybe go with two or three scattered around the house. But try and keep them in the same places so that little kitten kind of gets in the habit of knowing where they need to go to do their business. Um, but yeah, certainly a good idea to have a few knocking around cats are usually great they usually kind of like toilet train themselves they're very clever little creatures as long as you have some kind of litter or a substrate in the litter tray that they can dig around in they'll normally decide themselves that that's where they want to do their business clever little girls okay and someone has a three-month-old spaniel who eats gravel any tips on how to stop her Oh, goodness. Well, yeah, I think stopping it is 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 really, really important. If you can restrict area to where the gravel, restrict access to where the gravel is, that will be the absolute ideal. But look, I'm aware that's not feasible in every situation. I think if you can't restrict access, I think certainly until they maybe grow out of it, try and keep them on a lead when they need to go through that area so you can kind of keep control of what they're at. It may be a case that they're just trying to explore their environment with their mouths. You know, like it's, it's like babies with their hands, it's dogs with their mouths. That's how they touch the whole world and learn about it um, but we obviously don't want them ingesting gravel because that can be really serious and cause blockages of the intestines and you know be, be a big problem that might require surgery to fix in some cases so 
I would try and get them to interact with something else, something like a Kong toy or a plastic hard toy that you could fill with food. That'll kind of enrich them, get that brain working, use the same kind of skills they'd be doing, snuffling around in gravel. Um, plenty of mental workouts. So now is a really great time to start training with them and that may keep the brain occupied more with constructive things and learning and engaging with yourself rather than, you know, tanking around the house and eating gravel so it's not an easy solution I suppose for safety's sake if you can restrict access to that graveled area at all that will be that will be the ideal um, but a lot of the time distraction works well too yeah, yeah but uh, stop it that's, that's, it's, it's a yeah. really bad habit okay we leave it there it listen is. have a great week um, enjoy your Easter eggs on Sunday uh, Jane and we'll chat to you next week Thank you very Thanks much. Happy that. Easter, Patricia. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.